Welcome to the RYR Endurance Team Podcast. We are grateful that you've chosen to tune in and listen. If you are a runner, aspiring runner, triathlete, or aspiring triathlete, you are in the right place. We love sharing what we know about these sports. If you like what you hear, you can always learn more by contacting us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or by visiting our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening. Good evening, Coach Paula. Well, hello, Dean Roberts. It Uh, seems like a long time since we've done podcasts. It's been a couple weeks, it seems like. It's been so long that we've actually had people reaching out to us saying, Hey, are you going to do a podcast? We got a text from a buddy of yours this week saying, when you going to drop your podcast? <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, we are so far behind. But it's all good. It's a, it's just a crazy time. Like, I love my life and I'm very content with everything. But then my heart is also so heavy with so many things. And this week's been a doozy. And for those of you who listen often, you know my mom has Alzheimer's. And it just continues to evolve or devolve I'm not sure which way you want to look at it but this week in her memory care home that she lives in she fell but no one except another resident who also is not really able to communicate saw it happen and my mom looks like she's been beat up like when she fell her forehead and nose must have just skid across the carpet and then she also must have caught herself with her right wrist because it was clearly swollen and hurting her but we have a great friend who's also an orthopedic surgeon and just able to text him and he uh, got us in quickly and got her x-rayed which she was very fearful i'm pretty sure i got more radiation than she did (laughs) But it wasn't a real obvious fracture from the doctor who looked at the x-ray initially in the office. He's like, well, I mean, it looks a little odd, but I don't see a fracture. So I'm going to have a radiology read it. And they put a brace on her arm, which surprisingly she adapted to that well and was willing to wear that. But then I got a call about four hours later from the doctor saying, yeah, radiology read it and she has a radial fracture or something, something, something. But no surgery required. Everything's in place. No pins needed. Nope. None of that. And she's got that brace on and he said, we'll just continue that as treatment. And then You know, she doesn't communicate well if she's in pain. I mean, she was obviously having some discomfort, but nothing that I don't think we've been managing pretty well with ibuprofen. But it's just, it's heavy on my heart and, you know, just another thing that keeps us super busy. And, you know, our athletes continue to do well and our team's growing and that takes up time. So it's hard to hop on these podcasts as often, but I really like doing the podcast, so I don't want to lose touch with that. Yeah. So we are at liberty to make our own schedule on the podcasts. We are. And so it just fits in when life allows it. Yep, that's true. I just want to be somewhat consistent so that our listeners can tune in. I mean, I'm sure it's just really difficult when a podcast doesn't come out because I'm sure we're very missed. (laughs) (laughs) 
But then also we got an email from an athlete who is kind of suspended training for a for a while and we uh, heard from her today and just prayers out to her in South Carolina that she uh, get well. She uh, had had cancer before we met her, but she was in remission and I mean, just training well, running strong. And anyway, she uh, got the news recently that it has resurfaced. So we would like to ask our listeners to join in in praying. And I don't feel liberty to mention her name, but mm-hmm. I would... Uh, RYR athlete in South Carolina. God knows who it is. Yep. And we're just praying for her. So yeah, lots going on. And of course, back into full swing of keeping Ellie. And mm-hmm. she is a lot of fun, but I'm really old to be keeping a two and a half year old for... <laughs> Eight to ten hours a day, three days a week, but I enjoy every second of it, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And training up for my fourth marathon of the year. How's that going for you? It's been it's been a little bumpy. It's been a little bumpy. I felt like I was very strong for the first three, and I have even been very conservative racing them. I've really listened to my body because I didn't want to dig a hole, but... How, what are we, four weeks post? Yeah, we are four weeks post. Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Down. <laughs> you know, it's pretty bad when you have so many marathons, you can't remember what your last one was. Mm-hmm. And my muscles just haven't rebounded the way I'm hoping. But I think part of it may be that I added strength training, which is necessary. But it's kind of hard to add something new when you're in the throes of marathon training. But anyway, you're doing a great job of adjusting things for me and making me go by effort rather than pace because we are back in another heat wave here in our hometown. And I ran during Ellie's nap today and it was hot. So I've been working in my home office during the heat of the day. So I haven't really noticed it, but I'm going to run a little bit later over the weekend and we'll see how the heat is. Yeah, I haven't looked to see what the temperature is supposed to do tonight and what it's supposed to be like tomorrow. So who knows, maybe a big old cold front will roll in, but mm-hmm. I don't think so because our uh, weather comes from the west in general. And I think it's pretty hot west of us right now, so I don't see any relief. Mm-hmm. One of our athletes in Kansas City has mentioned that it is quite toasty out there. Mm-hmm. and we usually get Kansas City's weather about a day later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. She is training for her first full marathon. She has done several half marathons, but this has been a big jump and a big challenge, and, you know, with Chicago being, how many weeks out are we from Chicago? Five, six? I've lost count. I'd have to look. thinking it's like five, yeah. Yes. She is in her biggest build block, so... I just keep commenting to her, hang in this weekend and next weekend, and then it's going to get better. Yeah. Start soaking up some of that fitness. But she uh, got about a COVID during this training block, so that set her back just a little bit, but she's doing great, and she is super determined, and she just 
pushes through and gets it done. So really excited. To, we'll actually get to meet her in person in Chicago. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that will be fun. So, But yeah, I think there's five on our team that are in Chicago. Five or six. So that'll be nice. And I think it's six. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about praying for the athlete in South Carolina, but we try to pray for all of our athletes. You know, even if things are going really good everybody needs prayers yeah speaking of things going really well i'm just super excited for our youngest athlete she started on our team as a fifth grader and she's a seventh grader now and you know with someone that young we're very careful and we try to coach in a way that keeps them loving the sport a and b keeping their body healthy because they have a lot of growing to do and we certainly don't want to do too much too soon but this uh past spring and summer she has just been so super motivated and we met with her and because she was trying she was getting out ahead of us a little bit and running more miles than we were thinking was safe to build her and so met with her and with her dad and i mean she has super supportive family and she just I mean, she just, I mean, have you ever seen her not smiling? <laughs> I mean, every once in a while she's aggravated after a race, but in general, that kid's smiling and she's happy. She's a happy kid and good kid. Anyway, she's just been so motivated and she worked so hard this summer. And here we are at the very beginning of her cross country season. And week over week, she's gotten a couple of pretty substantial PR. So I'm very excited for her and there's just more to come for her. And uh, just, I continue my prayer for her, which a lot of times when I'm laying in bed and I can't sleep, I'll just kind of go athlete by athlete. And usually what I pray for her is that she just keeps that fun and sweet personality and that she continues to enjoy running and that that body just be healthy where she doesn't have to fight injury because I know as athletes and especially young athletes it's discouraging if you have to fight injury. It's discouraging for older athletes too. (laughs) Yes but it's more expected in your 50s and 60s to deal with this and that but you know people who are in their 40s and below I just don't want them having to deal with any discomfort. (laughs) I mean I don't want us old timers dealing with it either but but I especially want this young athlete to stay healthy and continue to love the sport because I'm loving, enjoying watching her be successful. And it's all her. Like, it's not us. It's her. Like, she is the one putting in the work and having the great competitive attitude. So, proud of that little kid. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, since our last podcast, you did a thing. A thing? You did a thing. I did. I signed up for a race. You did. I signed up for the... PTO US Open. I've been pretty excited about the professional triathletes organization and what they're trying to do for triathlon. And they just seem like they're very athlete focused. And so I, I want to support them. Hope that they can be successful and, and really provide a better experience for triathletes and draw more people to the sport. And I have a vision in mind that athletes are going to appreciate how accommodating the PTO is, and Ironman will have to follow and change some of their policies that are 
not athlete friendly. Yeah, I was scanning through some triathlon social media sites today, and there's already some disgruntlement over, I think, is Ironman Waco coming up? I'm not sure. Well, there's a event coming up, and based on the flights this athlete could get and reservations, the athlete's getting there on a Friday, and the race is on Sunday, but you have to register Wednesday or Thursday, and they're not making any accommodations for him not being able to get there sooner. But anyway, I think everybody has an Iron Man story. And don't get me wrong, we've thrown a lot of money at Iron Man. And if you can go to the race and participate in the race, it's a great day and a great event. They do wonderful at getting volunteers. But if there's any bumps in the road, it's too bad, so sad. <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about some of the unique aspects of the PTO US Open and some of these are in contrast to what Ironman typically does but before I jump into that my training's been going really well I'm not really pushing the pace on anything just happy to be healthy able to swim bike and run and I've been increasing the the time on the run and the time on the on the bike just so that I'm fit enough to do the 100K. Now, Jacob said he had to use a lasso and reins to rein you in this morning. He said he called you to attention and you backed off. We ran together with a group of maybe six other guys, and I don't think I was ever in the lead. I may have been right next to the person in the lead, but I was, nah. Yeah, I think you have your version. He has his. He's got his Jacob Fox. Uh-huh. And you've got your... Truth. Larry Dean facts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He just does not want his dad to get hurt. And I appreciate that. And I am doing better about taking his advice. Oh, there you go. Sometimes coaches need to be coached, just like lawyers shouldn't represent themselves and doctors shouldn't diagnose themselves. (laughs) Coaches need some outside points of view. Yeah. So let's talk about the PTO US Open for well, a little did, bit. Did you want to say any more about your training? I kind of It's going really well. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. It's a good I'm, English there. I like it. I'm not pushing the pace. I've got an idea. So based on the watts that I pushed at Tri Louisville, which was the aqua bike, no running afterwards. So no no holding back on the bike. I have an idea what my FTP is. So I'm going to base my watts in the 80K bike in Texas off of that and keep it just a little bit easier because (laughs) I I don't want to struggle on the run and the Chicago Marathon will be just a few weeks later. So I have to take a tangent right here. Go for it. There is a boy doll sitting on your backhoe up there. Is that a new addition to our home? So as you know, my da- <laughs> is this, I just want a yes or no at the moment. Oh yes, it's, it's a yes. It's new. Okay, well, okay. Is that a China doll? It's a, a John Deere China doll. It's a China doll that has a John Deere hat on. And bibbed overalls. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I need to finish the tangent now. Yeah, that's what I mean. So my dad is selling the house that I grew up in. And he has a collection of John Deere tractor toys. And all of them had some 
significance to him. Like he had the farm he grew up on had this model tractor and then later they had this model tractor and anyway. Yeah, as we're speaking, I think there's a couple extra tractors up there too. So he, I asked him what he was going to do with all those tractors and he said he didn't know. And I said, well, if you pick out two of your favorite ones that you want me to have, I have a spot for them. And so he brought me two plus a toy John Deere lawnmower and trailer, just like he has in real life. And... Now, where's that? Is that up there, too? It's up there. Oh, wait. I see it. It's a little bitty. It's tiny. Right. As you right, expect a lawnmower right to be. Right below the boot of your new China doll. <laughs> John Deere, little boy, China doll in bibbed overalls. And, yeah. He's riding on an excavator right now. Okay, so how do these things make it into our home and I'm just sitting here chit-chatting on a podcast and noticing these things? What else have you snuck into this home? That I'm, I'm not sure you're as observant as you used to be. I think you're sneaking things in. Sneak attack. What else you got? You got other things you're not fessing up to? Well, I've got a whole box of stuff for my dad right there, but I don't think there's any surprises in there. Mostly pictures. Oh. All right, back to the PTO U.S. Open. Sorry, I just looked up saw China doll. Go ahead. All right, so it consists of a 25K short-distance triathlon and a 100K middle-distance triathlon. And then there's also a swimming event. I believe it's a 1,000, so, you know, one-kilometer swim. But that's pretty neat to have multiple events they're having an event that's just a swim? They are. Wow. Yeah. And I think it's on, I don't remember what day it is. I was thinking maybe I could do both, but no, I really don't want to do both. I feel like our daughter needs to go and do the swim event. I've been trying to get her to do some open water swimming with me, but she has been too busy to go. She is. Or she just didn't want to go, one or the other. She's a busy girl. So it's pretty neat that they have three separate events. And on Saturday, they have the 25K age group event, and they have the 100K professional women's event on Saturday. And then on Sunday, they'll have the 100K age group event, followed by the 100K professional men's event. But just some unique things that I think are very athlete-focused. Oh, before we get there, can you break it out for our listeners in terms of k's and approximate miles for how that 100k is broken up into swim bike and run sure the 100k is very similar to the 70.3 ironman distance so it's a 2k swim which is comparable to the ironman half and then it's an 80k bike which is just shy of 50 miles so a little bit shorter. As opposed to the, the 56. Mm-hmm. And then the run is 18K, which is between 11 and 12. So just a little bit shy of the half marathon. But if you add up the Ks, it comes to the nice round number of 100, 100 Ks. You were talking about Ironman Waco and having to pick up your packet on like Thursday for a Saturday race. In the PTO event, you're able to pick up your packet the day before, so you don't necessarily have to travel an extra day. So that's a, a bonus. 
and then bike check-in is the morning of the race so you don't have to leave your bike outside overnight so uh, again very athlete centered and they could also be related to the fact they have races going on on saturday too but i would prefer to keep my bike in the hotel room with me on friday there will be a uh, like a panel of professional athletes meeting with the age group athletes so that would be really neat to participate in and will we be there by that time well they haven't decided what time that'll be yet it's still listed as to be determined mm-hmm. but it's listed as a pro briefing and autograph signing so but it's nice that they're being intentional to allow the age groupers to interact with the pros mm-hmm. And then they will have an award ceremony after the professional women compete on Saturday, and they'll have an award ceremony after the professional men compete on Sunday. So you mentioned they haven't announced the pro field officially. Do you know of any pros who have already said they would be there? I have heard that Lionel Sanders will be competing on the guy's side, and I think I heard that Hayden Wilde was going to be there, which would be really interesting because he was in the Collins Cup, and I think that was his first time at the 100K, and I think it was eye-opening for him. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't know. But they have really good prize money, so you would think the best triathletes would want to be there. But it is getting close to the Ironman World Championships in Kona in October, but Again, it's a 100K distance. It's not like a full distance. So just a good day good of training. Up. Good warm up. Simulation. Hey, if the purse is bigger. I don't know, but I suspect the purse is bigger at the PTO US Open than it is at Kona. But I don't know. Well, there you go. Follow the money. Another neat thing about this race is the way that the swim is starting. It's a time trial start, so one person at a time, but they're organizing the start based on your age group, not necessarily based on your swim speed, so that you're closer to people that you're actually competing against. Now, they are combining some age groups. I'll be in the 40 to 59 wave of the swim start wearing a red swim cap what's the earliest swim start that day they're starting really close the earliest is at 7 10 in the morning and i think i'm in the second to last wave at 7 36 in the morning so they start off separating the waves by six minutes and then they extends to seven minutes and it's a two loop course and you do not exit the water so the 60-plus women are starting seven minutes in front of the 40 to 59 men. That is surprising. <laughs> it's going to be quite surprising for some of those women. Could be. Could be. Yeah, it is interesting how they chose what age groups to go first. Oh, well. I also love that the 60-plus men are the pink cat. Yeah. Go figure. Go figure. So I mentioned that the swim is a two-lap swim, and it's in a lake. 
So hopefully it'll be somewhat spectator friendly, although pretty much everybody looks the same with their swim cap on and their head underwater. But when you come out and get out of transition, you go on to a three lap bike course. So that should be spectator friendly. And then it's also a three lap run course. And I haven't tried the Precision Fuel or Precision Hydration, but they were one of the sponsors of the event. I'm looking forward to trying their products on the course. I know. Don't try anything new on race day. <laughs> the listeners can't see my face. I am doing this to participate. I think you're doing it to get a feel for PTO so you can exactly have some more coaching tools up your sleeve. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Hoping to get a lot of good pictures who knows, maybe even have an interview with a pro athlete or two. Get them on the podcast. Yeah. That's ambitious. Let's see. I wanted to talk about the swag. They claim to be uh, giving out a sustainable race bag. So I guess it's made from recycled material. And then you get a, a t-shirt, a race belt, a, and a towel, and a bottle. So that's quite a lot of swag. Pretty good deal. And then we mentioned on a podcast once before that if you catch the COVID, they'll give you your money back. You can also transfer your registration to somebody else. You can get a full refund up to three weeks out if you get injured. And uh, finisher picks will be taking photos. And supposedly those are included for free. Wow. And then also, when you sign up, you get an email with a registration link that you can share with others. If three people sign up using your registration link, you get your money back. Well, who have you shared this link with? I talked to a couple guys on the run today, but I haven't shared the link with anybody yet. I need to do that. Yeah, get that link out there. Get that money back. So I'm excited. It's a very flat course. It's a lake, so it should be calm. Early on, they were saying wetsuit swim. Now they're saying it's unlikely that it's going to be a wetsuit swim. Well, of course it's not going to be a wetsuit swim. It's September in Texas. (laughs) I'm assuming that was a typo rather than somebody trying to be misleading. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I'm pretty fond of the PTO right now, but we'll see how the race goes. So how many weeks is this prior to Chicago Marathon? Just thinking thinking out loud here. I'm going to have a long run that weekend. <laughs> I'm going to be running in Texas with the pros. Mm-hmm. I just might jump out there in the pro women's field and yeah. run my 18K with them. Just, you know, jog alongside them. Keep right up. You could probably run on the same course. And, and Which maybe know, not the same time. Just probably the same pace, too, you know. I don't know about that. (laughs) For 200 meters, Hmm. maybe. But I'm excited. We're going to drive down there and have a mini little vacation, a racecation. It's going to be fun. All business. Going to be scoping it out for our future athletes. Scoping it out. Recon. Race recon. Well, there's a couple other things I wanted to talk about besides the PTO US Open. Another PTO event. Just occurred recently, the Collins Cup, year number two. And, you know, I've seen zero footage of this, so don't spoil it for me. No, I'm kidding. No. Okay. You've been really busy. (laughs) Not a whole lot to talk about. The European team crushed everybody even worse than they did last year. 
No surprise there. But unlike last year, this year, the U.S. came in third and received the dreaded Broken Spoke oh, Award. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. It, yeah, it was sad. The U.S. team did not win a single event of the, the 12 events. Yeah. Yeah, it was sad. What's happening to us in triathlon? We've got a lot of ground to make up to be competitive with all the rest of the world. It's soft. So, soft. So just a, a couple of races I wanted to mention. Daniela Reef just demonstrated that last year at the Collins Cup was a, a fluke because she was sick, but she came back and dominated her event. And then on the men's side, there was a lot of trash talking going on between Sam Laidlow. He was dishing it out. And Sam Long was losing his cool and responding back. And Lionel Sanders was just eating it up because he was in the same event. But Sam Laidlow could not back up his talk with his walk. And he did end up walking on the run. He ended up about 30 minutes behind Sam Long and Lionel Sanders, even though he came out of the water with a four-minute lead. So he I'm, just I'm gonna, crushed them in the water. I'm going to guess, just going out on a limb here, that Sanders beat Long. Sanders beat Long. In the last 200 meters, he just, he's got a kick. He digs deep. You had yo, yo, yo versus no limits. <laughs> no limits pulled it out. And one last thing, the Vuelta a España has been going on. Another pro cycling event. 21 stages. And Primos Roglic has won it the last three years in a row. Let's go, Primos. Yumbo Vismo. But I wanted to just mention something the commentators said. It did not start in Spain. It's in Spain now. Going up through some of the lower mountains. And there's been some cooler temperatures. There's been fog. There's been rain. But one of the commentators made a comment that the cyclist did a newspaper pickup. And I wasn't really sure what he was talking about. But apparently he picked up a newspaper from one of the team coaches or managers, whoever, along the side of the road, and stuffed it in his cycling jersey. And the commentator was saying that that is the best way to stay warm on the bike when it's cold and rainy. I would have never thought about putting newspaper down my cycling jersey. No, we have on previous podcasts mentioned plastic grocery bags that provide that kind of wind blockage and mm -hmm. a little layer of protection. But no, I hadn't really thought about newspapers. I think newspapers work wonders for wadding into wet shoes to help dry them out. But. So I wonder if the newspaper acts kind of like a wetsuit in that it absorbs a layer of water and then your body heat kind of warms up that water and then the newspaper can't hold any more water, so it is a barrier between your skin and the coldness outside. And then later that night, you can just read your chest. Because it'll be imprinted on yeah, your chest. Yeah, just wear onto your chest and won't have to read the newspaper. I'll just go, hey, Dean, let me read your chest. <laughs> <laughs> it'll probably be in reverse. Yeah, well, you know, we used to write upside down and backwards. So, mm. yeah. Do you remember when you were a kid? taking Silly Putty and putting it on the newspaper and it would pick up the ink. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking about while you were telling your newspaper warmth story. My 
I was thinking all about Silly Putty. I'm guessing there are some younger podcast listeners who have no idea what we're talking about. Well, first of all, probably not going to be able to use a newspaper to keep you warm for much longer because most people get all their news digitally now. (laughs) Good point. Newspapers are hard to come by. Yep. So you want to talk nutrition just real quickly? Let's do it. Or are you still talking Vuelta España? I am done with my list of things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So recently we've onboarded a few athletes who eat very limited carbs. And they do eat carbs. Like they eat healthy carbs and, you know, vegetables and fruits and that type of thing. But... Because they don't eat a lot of processed foods and sugary foods, these typical types of gels and Gatorades that athletes are accustomed to using are just wrecking them, like they can't tolerate it. So if you're one of those athletes that has a hard time tolerating the real sugary stuff, there are a lot of options out there. We were talking with an athlete about it this, well, it's probably been two weeks ago now since it's been a while since we've done a podcast. But, I mean, you can boil or or roast sweet potatoes or regular potatoes. And, like, there's a lot of different ways that you can get carbs while you're out biking or running without doing all the sugary stuff. So there's lots of options and If you struggle with nutrition, don't hesitate to ask about it and explore what's going to work for you because there's definitely more than one way to skin a cat. It's probably not a very politically correct statement to say that. There's something you want to think about when you're talking about food. (laughs) Good point. So I just wanted to throw that out there that most of the shelf products are loaded in sugar and if you don't eat sugar there are other options just want to throw that out there yeah before we do um our bible verse do you have any comments on skip bow lately you still have a lead in skip bow but i am fighting my way back you're clawing your way back for a while there i was just beginning to think i'd gotten good at skip bow oh you've gotten good but now i just realized that i've gotten lucky at skip bow (laughs) and now the tables have turned. You still have a two-game lead. I do, but I had a five or six-game lead. Mm-hmm. So, in case anybody's wondering, yes, we're still playing the skip bow. Yep, you had to bring that up. That's okay. So, I wanted to share a scripture from the book of Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter, verses 2 and 3. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, and this is what the, the Lord said. Thus says the Lord who made it, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Our God is a big God. He is. There's not anything that he doesn't know. There's a lot we don't know. And he knows why people struggle with health issues. He's got a plan and he loves us very much. That uh, brings me to another point now that we thought we were finished with our podcast. We went to another session of our, we're doing, I don't know what, I'm trying not to use a brand here, but we're doing like a 
couples focus on your marriage small group type thing you're looking at me like i'm crazy i understand i know what you're talking about okay so it meets four times a year so once a quarter so you know it's about we can about we can do (laughs) anyway it had probing questions like conversation starters and one of the questions that you picked from the list not one that we've picked to ask every night but one that day you picked was if you could ask God, like today, if you could ask him anything you wanted, what would you ask? And that's immediately what I thought of was my mom. Like, I mean, just such a spiritual giant and served him all her life and no question where she's going when, you know, she departs this earth. And I I just told you that I would want to know why is she having to go through this horrid disease where she doesn't know really who she is, who we are, or whatever. But I can't just go up and ask him directly, but I can trust that he has a purpose. He does. But is that weird that would be my number one question to ask? I think that's a great question to ask. Yep, that'll be it. Did you say what your number one question was? I can't even remember if I don't even think I asked you that question. I don't remember, but this was probably going to sound even more weird than what... (laughs) You were saying. Well, it sounds too weird. We can always cut it out. No, I'm kidding. Than what you wanted to ask God, but I want to understand how everything works. Everything. 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 Pretty much everything. Everything. I want to understand the universe, the planets, the stars. I want to understand how things grow out of the ground, how rain is formed, where does the wind come from. I want to know it all. Yeah, well, that sounds like a lot of answers to a lot of questions. I've got a lot. I'm curious. I'm not really all that curious. Mm. I'm just happy they do work. They work until God says, don't work. (laughs) All right, well. We've been blessed as a nation not to have famine or droughts, at least not across the entire nation. So, yeah. Well, on that that positive note. On that deep note. (laughs) God bless everyone, and we'll talk to you next time. At RYR Endurance Team, We specialize in customized coaching. What is customized coaching? It's more than a training plan. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. So what are your goals? What are you training for? Contact us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or visit us on our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening.